He's already been dead and it's messed with his head. It's John's post-life crisis. Welcome to John's post-life crisis. I am your host, John Johnston, founder and manager of cornnation.com, your Nebraska Cornhusker site of anticipation because we're not 100% sure what's coming next. Today we're talking with college baseball writer Eric Sorensen. Eric writes for D1Baseball.com, your source of all things college baseball. Uh, forget those guys at Baseball America. They don't like the Big Ten anyway. <laughs> I like that. Hey, I'm with you. Screw them. You know what? So, I don't, they never seem to like the Big Ten in the past. Am I biased about that? or Maybe a little bit. I do know – I mean, obviously, I know those guys and, and Joe Healy – uh, the new guy that they got writing for them, he's he's from St. Louis. Not that that's Big Ten country anymore or anything like that, but he's from St. Louis. So I, I don't know that he has a has a series. And I've seen him up at that Minneapolis tournament you know, the last few years where they play inside the Viking Stadium. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. He he gives them a pretty good balance. I think they're actually okay. Um, they might have been a little. They might not have been as as. Uh, as kind toward the Big Ten back in the days when John Manuel was was uh, was on board, but Aaron Fit was there. Aaron's obviously with D1 Baseball now, and he's 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 always been a big a Big Ten guy. So yeah, they've they've had, really? their, uh, they've had their guys. Yeah, I think so. He he doesn't. Uh, contrary to what probably people believe, none of us really have uh, much of a bias against anybody. I always, I always used to use the phrase that, uh, I hate everybody on the same level, all teams. I hate them all equally. Um, but no, I mean, I, I don't think these guys, these guys really do have much of a bias against anyone. That's, that's kind of a misnomer. Well, then I'll let it go. (laughs) That's very big of you, JJ. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's kind of hard to, yeah, I, I think I see what you mean though, because, it was always hard to to write great things about the Big Ten when they weren't really doing so well oftentimes. I mean, you had a couple times here, like when Michigan made the Super Regionals in 2007, um, Minnesota hosted a regional in 2000, uh, what was it, 2001, I think it was. Um, but things have gotten so much better now in the Big Ten, and, and as we've talked about before, Everything. Every every team in that conference has has either built a new stadium or or expanded their their current facilities and done really great job of emphasizing the sport a little bit more. So now it's easier to write good things about the Big Ten when they're when they're making such waves. And I I dig it. I I love what uh, what is going on with that conference right now. It it seems like it's even the playing field out a little bit more. I mean. I yeah. I have a, we I have a guy that writes about college baseball, so I don't check it as much. But I still go through some of the, you know, the playbooks, and you'll notice that like only two hundred people show up at an Iowa baseball game. So sure, it, you know, okay, right now we would be in Omaha watching the one of the best events in college sports. Yep. And that that unfortunately didn't happen this year. Um, uh-huh. yep. We had an entire season that was lost to the COVID virus. Uh, <clears throat> what do you think? Will Bolt didn't get his first season at Nebraska. Do you think this has any effect, positive or negative, on him? Let's talk about Nebraska oh. for just a few minutes. No, we can spend the first 35, 40 minutes on Nebraska. That's fine. I'm good with that. I'm a big Red fan. I'm, I grew up there, so that's cool. 
Uh, I'm kidding, of course. No, I, I think this, in a way, is kind of good. You know, okay, let me try and put a positive spin on it. I think it's kind of good in a way that that this happened, or this isn't a this isn't a great thing for any coach, obviously. But in a way, it's kind of good because, you know, Will Bolt kind of gets a do-over now. Uh, he got he got the first uh, what was it four weeks of the season in of a, of a season in, and then all of a sudden everything stopped, of course. So he kind of got his feet wet a little bit. Um, granted, Nebraska wasn't doing great off to a uh, what was it seven and eight start. But this is kind of a this is kind of a mulligan, you know. This is like, hey, I get to do it over again, and and I kind of know what to expect even more so the second time around. So I think it's kind of a good thing if you want to take a positive positive spin on the season getting canceled. It's kind of a good thing in Will Bolt's case because, yeah, he can figure out what maybe he did wrong or what you know what he'd do differently next time, and and then he'll he gets a do over. So I think it's kind of a good deal. So the NCAA basically has said that those players they didn't get to participate in their spring sports can come back for a year. They basically kind of get an extra year, not really an extra yeah. year, but you get what I mean. Do you see that? I Well, do you see that happening all over the nation that a lot of college baseball players are going to return? And if so, what happens yeah. to rosters? Yeah, no, it'll, it's, it, it's going to be a weird, a weird season next year. Um, I, you know, most guys are going to come back. Uh, there's some that aren't. I've, in fact, I did an article on this kid. Uh, I guess it was last week. I did an article on these two kids from Alaska. I wanted to do an article about team about players from uh, from the 49th state and how they got to Division One. And one of them played for Austin P. And he just kind of said, "Nah, I'm done with baseball now. I, I'm not going to come back. I've got my degree." And, uh, you know, baseball is just kind of fun, something f I did for fun, and I'm ready to get on with my life back home in Alaska now. So it's, I think you're going to see a lot of those. But other than that, I mean, I'm sorry, you're not going to see a lot of those, but you're going to see some that just move on. But other than that, I think most players are going to come back. And, and what you were saying, J.J., is right. The, the rosters are going to be packed. Um, and, but it's also going to be a good thing because we're probably going to see um, more talent uh, on the field in college baseball next year and the year after than we've ever seen, just because there was only five five rounds of the draft. So all those players that would normally have gone, you know, round six to 40, they're all going to come back to school and play another year. And a lot of those high school kids that would get drafted uh, in those rounds, that, you know, they, they don't have kind of much of a choice. Now they're just going to go and, and uh, go to school probably and play, play collegiately. So I think it's going to be interesting how much talent to see how the quality of our game will be a little bit better next year and year after. I think it's kind of cool. Okay. I, you mentioned the, the draft and I, I don't pay attention to major league baseball. I am not a pro sports guy. I watch the mm -hmm. NFL a little bit, but I'm just, I'm not a pro sports guy, but it seems that, I mean, you're looking at the major leagues, you know, they're still arguing about a season, whatever, but they, yeah. The underlying the the smaller leagues, they look like they're going to just rampantly go out of business. I mean, does that what happens to college baseball when that happens? These guys are not going to have a place to go. Yeah, I, well, I I think what was it like forty minor league teams uh, have they they they're chopping it up. You know, minor league baseball is chopping them uh, for up to forty teams. Um, so yeah, I think it's just kind of a thing where it, it's, it's sad as it is. 
a lot of lot what that means is a lot of play a lot of uh, kids aren't going to be playing baseball as a as a career even if you were just in the minors for a year or two or something like that, there's just going to be a lot of people that they kind of said, well, nope, don't go into playing baseball, do something else. So it's kind of a sad thing. Um, not really sure how that affects the collegiate level of baseball. I think, you know, maybe, maybe it does help a little bit that more kids will go into the, will be playing college ball. And, uh, you know, again, we're, we're getting back to next year. The rosters are going to be, <laughs> are going to be over overpacked next year and coaches going to have to do a lot of juggling, but yeah, it's kind of sad. It's kind of, it's kind of a drag that a lot of minor league baseball teams have gotten the ax and, and uh, yeah, now it's, you know, it's closing opportunities for our sport. It's, it's really kind of weird. Plus you're seeing uh, Bowling Green, I believe, and Furman have eliminated the baseball program. So there's yeah. going to be budgetary concerns at the division one level or, I, yeah, that's a lot of stuff in flux. Right. But, but the good news is Bowling Green actually had donors uh, donate $1.5 million and they're actually not chopping the program now. So Furman is the only one that's going to be chopped uh, for next year as of now. But yeah, John, I, I, I worry about how, I mean, everything kind of falls in domino fashion. Like if, let's, you know, if the football season isn't played, as we were used to it, if it's not a normal season, even if it's a short season or if God helps us, the season doesn't get played at all, then we're really going to see, even if, even if it's in a, a kind of a truncated season, I, I still think we're going to see some, some baseball programs in division one at the lower levels uh, probably still have uh, issues and, and probably cut their sport. I'm still waiting for that to happen. It hasn't happened yet other than those two. And now, of course, like I said, Bowling Green coming back again. So, yeah, it's it, it's sad. I, I, I that's why it's really interesting to me as to what's going to happen for uh, college football season because you know football, especially at a place like Nebraska, that pays the bills. I mean, that that pays a lot of bills. So I'm I'm worried about how that's going to turn out. Well, I'm going to leave college football alone for now, but. There is a new proposal that's been basically put out by Michigan's Eric Backage, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This this has to do with changing really kind of the structure of college baseball and the scheduling. And I guess, okay, what, what it is is this. They're recommending pushing the season back four weeks so that it would start in mid-March. This yeah. would give cold weather or northern teams basically – uh, the chance to not have to travel as much. Uh, right. They wouldn't be spending as much money going to, you know, play in Arizona or play in Rutgers wouldn't go down to Miami and get their ass kicked at the beginning of every year. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah. You know, yep. Nebraska wouldn't be going to Cal State, Fullerton. Uh, there's yep. that. There's an expanded preseason, nine weeks of practice instead of four. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking about – Playing the College World Series in late July. Yeah, there's some other yeah. things in here, but what do you think of this? Well, I've been screaming for something like this for years, and I'm I've been screaming basically in a room full of rubber walls because it's been driving me crazy. I've always wanted it to be more true to the to the to the weather, just to the to the season, like the pro baseball season is. I, so yeah, this to me this new model that coach Backich and a, and a couple of others, including Tim Corbin uh, kind of collaborated on and want to propose to me, it's great. 
I like it, and I've been wanting it for forever. And I remember Gene Stevenson at Wichita State, he'd been saying about it forever, too. He's been saying, you know, let's, let's start in March and end it in August. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, there's a lot that goes into it, a lot to consider. Um, and, of course, there'd be a lot to do before it ever gets – something like that ever gets passed. But just kind of put a, an umbrella on it, though, John – it was it's kind of this kind of came about and it's is getting gaining some traction because it means more income and more money and it it's a money thing um even if you're even if you're an LSU or you're a uh you know a Mercer or you know some small school or Troy State or something like that you're going to get games playing when the weather's better in May, June, May and June, of course, and into July for postseason. But you're going to get more fans at your games. It's going to increase attendance. It's going to increase um, you know, money. And I think that's the biggest thing is now this has come about now because coaches are starting to think, all right, we, we really got to monetize our sport more. I mean, for everybody, not just, not just the Southern schools. So, yeah, it, it's, it's based on budgets getting tighter and tighter. And, and I think that's, that's why, it's, you know, these coaches made this proposal. And, and hopefully we'll see how it turns out. We'll see if it gains more traction. But it has gotten more, more traction than, I, than uh, anything that has come along prior to this. So it took them forever to come up with this uniform start date. And yeah. I, that was because the Southern schools didn't want to lose their advantage. Is that correct? Right. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. It had all to do with that. Sure. It's and true. the reason why we haven't changed this before is because the Southern schools, again, don't want to lose their advantage. Right. Is that yes. correct? Uh, yes. I, I, that's, I, I remember coaches talking about why are we getting penalized for having good weather, you know, when they were talking about moving to making it a, a, a common start date. Um, I, I remember that distinctly. So, yes, it, was, it had a lot to do with the teams that were in power, didn't want to lose power just like anything else, you know. Wow. Why am I getting penalized? They weren't getting penalized <laughs> at all. That's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. that would drive me insane if a coach said that to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's completely bizarre. And the other thing was back in, back in those days, college baseball, I, I didn't like anything that made our sport look freakish. And a couple of things that made it look freakish were, the uh, the the aluminum bats that were just you know crazy that were making home runs just you know, making it like like uh, like a video game, and another thing was the common start date or not having a common start date, and it was the only collegiate sport that did not have an, a common start date. You know, teams could just start playing whenever they wanted. It was really weird, so that's why I was glad. I was glad I didn't like the way that looked for our sport to have some teams starting even in January games and others not starting until, you know, even early March. So yeah, that was, that was weird to me. And I was glad they changed it um, for the better for, I thought it was for the better for everyone uh, personally. Then they changed the RPI formula. They made it, yeah. let's be honest, made it a little bit more e easier for Northern schools to get into NCAA tournaments. Well, that was so weird too, Jay. It was just strange that basketball had the RPI formula and they rewarded teams, you know, gave them a little bit of a bump uh, if they won on a road game because, you know, obviously if you go on the road, it's harder to win. 
So they would give them a little bit bonus point for winning on the road, but baseball didn't. Baseball at that time, when the RPI, when they were using the RPI, didn't have that extra incentive or that extra bump for a team that won on the road. And of course, you know, a team like Minnesota, the Gophers going on the road, going on the road is, is, well, until the Viking Stadium was built, was definitely a necessity to where they had to be on the road, you know, four weeks to start the season. The first 20 games, 20 or 25 games were always on the road. So, God, I was glad they changed that for the RPI. I hate the RPI still because it's a basketball formula, but I was glad they made that change and started rewarding teams for winning road games because that, that was necessary. So what, what has to happen in order for college baseball to change so that they would accept – well, I don't want to call it Eric Batch's back at his proposal, but this right. new proposal about changes in college baseball. What has to happen? What would it, oh, well, first, you know, it's got to go through a couple of different <laughs> you know, uh, votes by the NCAA and proposals. Uh, that proposal has to go through a couple different votes in the NCAA and a couple different levels. But I think what will push it more is just like, like I said, it's, you know, it's a, mo- it's a money thing. And that's being, that's what's making this with the, with the tightening of belts everywhere, not just at the Northern schools, but with tightening of belts everywhere. It's a smart proposal that this new model that coach Backish and, and the, like I said, a couple of coaches put together. Um, it, it, I think that they will, they will, since there's more coaches kind of behind this than, you know, your, your proposed start, the common start date, there not as many were behind that, but there's more push for this now. And I think that's going to help when uh, they do propose this to NCAA. I don't know if it'll get pushed, you know, you know, if it'll get implemented right away, if it'll get implemented for the 2022 season necessarily, but I still think it's just that it's got so much, so many uh so much momentum behind it and it makes so much sense and it makes money period that i think that's why this one's got a chance that it's got a legit chance to to get pushed through so what do you think about the college the college world series going to july in omaha well here's the problem with that jj (laughs) i love going back home to omaha every summer um I, I live in Los Angeles now where it never gets above 85 and it's great. You know, we live near the coast and it's, it's cool water. I'm a heat wimp now. I'm a real heat wimp. So when I get to Omaha, I always dread what the, what the weather's going to look like and how hot it's going to be. And we've had some real pot boilers over the years. And then sometimes like last year, although uh, there was a little bit of rain here and there last year was actually quite comfortable, but you know, if it gets pushed into July, you're probably going to lose out on a chance at having some cool days and comfortable days. It's probably all going to be hot. That's kind of the only thing. I, I think the good thing is, as opposed to years past, is you know they're not they're not sharing the stadium with the Omaha Royals or the Storm Chasers, I guess they're called now. They're not sharing that stadium, so I don't think the College World Series cares. the The NCA doesn't really care, or not the NCA, but the people that run the College World Series. I don't think they really care when it will be because it can be flexible. That stadium is built for that purpose. So that's, that's, uh, that's kind of a good thing. That's, that's not going to be a problem, but you know, other than me bitching and crabbing about the heat, which I hate, everything should be fine. If they did have to move it, if they do move it to July, that, that, uh, that wouldn't be a problem as far as that goes. Hey, have you talked to anybody in Omaha who's like in charge of things about it? No, 
haven't tr- I'm trying to think if I've read now. I haven't haven't tried uh, talk to anybody about that yet. That's just something that hasn't hasn't come up on my radar as of yet. But you know, it will be interesting to see if this thing does get more get more if the new model does get more legs to it. That will be one thing that uh, that does. That's just another thing that comes up. But I don't think it's a big I don't think it's a big ordeal to have the College World Series itself um, in July. So. Going back to the base proposal, I mean, yeah. I earlier I, I mentioned that the, the quote, warm weather teams didn't want to lose their advantage. What, what I really was wanted to say was the SEC didn't want to lose its advantage. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So yep. that's true. Is there, is there anybody in the SEC that's for this? Is there any, any sea change or wind change in the SEC that says they might not oppose this as much as they have stuff in the past? Yeah, I, I think, well, Tim Corbin is one of the coaches that was part of this committee. That oh, that's together. right, Vanderbilt, right? So, yeah, him being the Vanderbilt coach, that's a huge, that's a huge thing because obviously now Vanderbilt's a really kick-ass program and they're winning national championships and, and Tim Corbin has a lot of influence. But if you think about it, it's still the reason why, I mean, there might be some, there are definitely some coaches out there that don't want it. I'm sure I haven't heard a lot from them, but I would imagine most coaches would take this, look at it logically and say, look, even in the South in, in games in February and March can be butt cold. That's for sure. I I remember going to the opening weekend at Florida, uh, Florida Miami series, I don't know, maybe three weeks, three years ago, I think it was. And the Miami players were wearing like hoodies, like like uh, and scarves over their faces. They were so cold because it really was cold down there in Gainesville for opening weekend. So it just gets cold. So moving moving the season, you know, team. I mean, uh, fans aren't going to show up for games that are played in forty degree weather. Um, even like I said, even in the deep south where it will get cold like that at night. Um, I mean, in the early part of the season, so they're not going to—they're not going to show up for those games. But if you move the season, you started in March, and you get more games in June, um, late May and June, I still think those fans are going to show up even more so. Um, so you—it's—it's still—it's—it's talking—it's more money for these—it's—it's it's having these programs be money-making programs, and I think the SEC coaches. Though they might be against it, some might be against it. I think in the long run, uh, there's a couple that are for it, and I think that's that's a good sign for this for this new model proposal. Okay, so earlier we talked about how there's next year at least there's going to be more talent in college baseball. Uh, yeah, the, the South didn't want to lose its advantage. If we t- put those two things together, I mean, do you see more talent staying in college baseball? Or do you just see in a couple of years, and I know this is speculation, in a couple of years, mm-hmm. everything goes back to normal and Major League Baseball has 300 rounds of their draft and and players go <laughs> all over the place. And I mean, yeah, is, I, that, is that not something that would influence the SEC to kind of ease off? Or am I just uh, Ease off of, of what? What do you mean? Being against this change. Oh, of being against it? No, it, look, I don't think so. I think, well, first of all, one of the things that I think is going to happen, it hasn't been announced yet, but I think one of the things that Major League Baseball is probably going to do is cut the draft. You know, usually it's 40 rounds. Uh, it used to be 50 just a couple of years ago. I think one of the things they're going to do is after this year being just five rounds, I think they're probably going to cut it down to 20 or 25 rounds eventually 
Um, and that will help college baseball. It will help as far as getting more talent into, into our sport. And again, it being a little better product out on, on the field and even better than it is right now. Uh, so yeah. And, and next year with, you know, all your seniors coming or, you know, most of them coming back for a, a fifth year, essentially uh, them, everybody getting an extra year, you're going to have a lot of, a lot of uh, rosters that balloon from, 27 to maybe 40 or something like that. And, and that's, you know, that's going to be problematic for the coaches, but I do think they're used to juggling a lot of uh, juggling their roster a lot. So I don't think that's going to be a huge, uh, a huge difference, but like I said, a lot of, a lot of talent will uh, probably the best collection of talent the college game has seen will be on the field next year uh, because uh, of the draft being shorter and all the players getting an extra year. Uh, I think that's just going to add to the high quality of, of college baseball eventually. So what do you think the chances of this actually getting passed and actually implemented within a year? Uh, I don't see it in a year, John. I, I don't see it okay. happening that quickly. I, I would, I would see, I, I think this thing has a, has a puncher's chance at getting passed. Like I said, cause there's a lot of coaches that, are for this and a lot of it just makes so much sense in these belt tightening days. So I would give it a shot at, at passing. I, I'm just not sure if it'll pass really quickly. I don't know if they're going to, uh, if they're going to put it on a speed rail to get it happening next year or the year after. But I do, I do think this might, I do think this has a chance at passing and just because it makes so much sense. And anytime you can put dollar signs in front of the NCAA, I think they're going to go for it. So yeah, we'll see how it, how it pans out. I think the other thing that I'm kind of glad about with the, if this thing does pass is I've always been frustrated by the Ivy league playing, you know, having the rule where they can't play baseball after the, after exams are done after the semester is over. So that's why they always ended in early May and had their playoffs right after that. So I think this is at least one thing where if it does pass, we'll get baseball in the even in the Ivy League playing real seasons, like a full season instead of just you know essentially a month and a half of good weather, weather good enough to play in. So there are a lot of advantages to it. And I just yeah, I hope it does pass. We'll see what happens as things uh, as things develop, as things go on. But again, don't expect it to be happen to happen right away. I still think it'd probably be a couple of years away. Is, is college baseball the quirkiest college sport? Oh, absolutely. I mean, for for good and bad reasons. A lot of the bad reasons are it's the only sport that only gives out eleven point seven scholarships. It's the it's the least scholarshiped sport, I guess you could say, and also has the fewest amount of coaches per player ratio. The the coach per player ratio is terrible. So yeah, for those reasons, it's the quirkiest sport as well. But for other reasons, it's good because you know it's becoming more popular now. Uh, college baseball has never been more popular than it has been, you know, in where we are right now. So that's the good thing. I mean, John, I know you remember the days back in back when Nebraska would play at Buck Belzer Field, uh, that little band box, and you know they'd get a hundred a hundred family and friends to show up and now look at. It. I mean, if this proposal goes through, you can totally see night games in May and in June being really well attended at UNL. And I think that would be really cool. I think that'd be, that'd be, I mean, they, they get good attendance now, but it would be even better 
uh, in the years to come if, if this uh, motion does get passed. I have not been to Haymarket Park for uh, w- way too long. Let's just go with that. Way too long. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's go back. Let's end up with Nebraska. Do you think uh, the place is in need of any improvements, uh, updates? I mean, if this passes, they could expand the stadium. I don't know. Yeah, no, I don't Anything? think it needs expansion. I think they built it the, to to the right to the right amount of attendance. Uh, I think that's perfect, and and they've done a good job with just about everything that I can think of. I don't. It, Nebraska doesn't. I don't. Now, Will Bolt might might uh, might disagree with me, but it doesn't seem like they're hurting for anything else, um, to be honest. And I think that's that's what's great, and that's that's what was needed for so long down in Lincoln. I'm I'm really glad that they've that they've emphasized the sport so much in the last 20 years, and you know, got us to go to Omaha. That was that was the best part of it. You know, three times now the the Cornhuskers have gone to Omaha. So no, I don't think they're hurting. I think their facilities are some of the best. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I was had this whole season. I think I'd mentioned this on the last podcast. No, I didn't. We talked before the season, and we didn't talk about the season falling apart and going away. But uh, yeah. I literally wept at one of my neighbors' house because I had set myself up to go shoot uh, the NCAA wrestling tournament finals in here in Minneapolis, oh. the Omaha, you know, the Big Ten right. tournament, and then the Omaha World College World Series, and it was really. I realize there's been a lot of people that have been hurt way more than I have by all the crap that's happened in 2020, certainly. But uh, it was really upsetting to not – I mean, we've we've not had sports for a while now. And for a something that, I don't know, relieves stress for people or we can argue yeah. about and it's not politics and religion, it, it's really <laughs> – it's been difficult. I mean, our website – I mean, the traffic's way down, but the comments, I mean, it's feisty and it's sometimes nasty. And literally this morning, we published a new reminder about community guidelines, complete with examples on how people can post things in which they're not trying to incite other people to anger. You know what I mean? So sports being gone is is really kind of a big deal. What is your... (sighs) What is your website? I mean, how many, how much writing or how many articles have you had on there uh, since this all happened? You know, we've been, we've been continuing to publish pretty strong. I mean, when we go into the off season, what I tell my writers is, and the off season, when I say that, I, I mean, not college football season, because we all know how college football season is hugely important in Nebraska. And it's kind yeah. of not basketball season because I think people are still excited, even though basketball didn't do well this year. They're still excited about the potential that Fred Hoiberg has for the program. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, right. I tell my writers that you are free to write about anything you want. If you have hobbies to write about, uh, if you have any special interests, go write that stuff. So we've been publishing, you know, on a fairly regular basis, but it's still, yeah. you know, people, People want to hear about football, and it's really difficult to come up with articles when when there's really nothing going on. You start making up news. It's kind of <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and that's why I, I I feel bad for a site like yours because it's it's definitely reliant on football on football happening. So I really hope it does does pull through for many reasons, that being one of them. But yeah, you're right. In, in fact, John, I was thinking about 
all the things that Omaha itself lost out on, which included hosting the first two rounds of the NCAA basketball tournament. Um, they had the swim trials were going to go on again in the summer. The U.S. Olympic swim tr- swimming trials were supposed to go on uh, College World Series, obviously, Big Ten tournament. So, yeah, there was a lot that obviously it's, it's depressing as hell. Um, there's a lot that is that Omaha itself missed out on. I know up there, yeah, I saw when I was up there in Minneapolis for that tournament in the Viking Stadium, I saw the signs that said the uh, NCAA wrestling tournament was going to be there. Um, I was like, wow, that's cool. That's that's a really cool event for them to have up there. And now that got it jettisoned too. So, yeah, it's it's depressing. Um, but, you know, we'll get through this on the other side and it'll be it'll it'll make us appreciate these small things like sports much more than, than we ever have. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep a positive light on it. <laughs> well, that's true. And and right now we, it looks like we're going to have a college football season. We don't know if there'll be fans in attendance or what that's going to look like. I, you know, when yeah. you look at Nebraska, I, Nebraska is a, it's an enormous event. Game day is huge. So well, they go, well, we're not going to have as many fans in the stadium. You know that they're going to be crowded around the place like, I don't know, <laughs> like flies yeah. that can't get close to the horse poop. How's that for a really weird yeah. reference? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You're, 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 you're streaming right now. I dig that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's it, it will be weird if they if they don't have if they have you know fifty percent capacity at, at games or twenty five percent whatever whatever's been kind of bandied about. Yeah, weird times, weird times, yeah. and that's just it's 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 historically weird times, and we can't help that. That's, that's just the things that happen, man. Well, we'll we'll end there unless you have anything else. No, I, I just, I'm trying to help you get through your depression, JJ, so that we have a, and, and uh, trying to help you with, uh, you know, with hopefully having a football season this year. So I, if anything I can do, like doing this podcast, I feel like I'm helping you out and I'm doing the Lord's work. So thanks for uh, having me on and sharing the airwaves and all that kind of stuff. Well, God bless you, Eric, for joining me. <laughs> yeah, man. No problem. It was really cool. Okay, this has been John's Post-Life Crisis. Thanks to Eric for joining me. Thank you all for listening. I hope you're having a great summer. If not, get busy because it's going to be gone sooner than you think, and we will have a college football season or something's going to happen. Y'all take care. Thank you.